Hello, so over the last year I've definitely been out walking a lot more than I ever had been before and as I've walked around my local area I've gotten to know some different routes uh, and there's one in particular that I really enjoy that takes me around this loop that takes me uh, beside what I've come to know as the Swan Pond. And over the last year, I've been watching this family of swans ever since they have laid their eggs, ever since the mum and dad have been guarding these eggs. I've seen the brand new baby cygnets as they've hatched. Um, I've watched them grow from these cute furry little babies to now adult swans. Uh, I've watched them shed off their kind of grey baby fluff and turn into these beautiful swans. And it's been a really fascinating journey to watch over the course of this last year. You know, this week I was reflecting on what I wanted to share and speak about today uh, and as I watched these swans on my walk it reminded me of that very famous children's story that I'm sure many of us were told as kids. The story of the ugly duckling and so in case you've forgotten that story this morning I'm going to share just a brief version of it with you today. It goes like this, so once upon a time there was a duck and she lived in a forest and one day she laid some eggs. After warming them carefully, the duck waited for the eggs to hatch and as she watched, three of her eggs cracked and three lovely ducklings came into the world. The mother duck was overjoyed, but the biggest egg was still there. At last it hatched, but the duckling was large, grey and ugly. Oh no, he can't be my baby. How different he is from all the other children. The ugly duckling was sadly hated by his brothers and sisters and they would often mock him because he looked so different. The ugly duckling was so sad that he ran away from home. He was taken in by a kind farmer who looked after him and fed him. And one day the farmer took the ugly duckling to a pond where he was surrounded by beautiful swans. The ugly duckling felt ashamed as he compared himself to these beautiful birds around him and he bent his head low. And as he did this, he caught a glimpse of his reflection in the water. It was a reflection of a beautiful swan. See, he was never meant to be a duck, but instead he was and always had been a beautiful swan. I love that story. I wonder if that's a story that speaks to any of us uh, here today. I know it's a very familiar uh, children's story. But this, this is a story of a young bird born into a world that wasn't ready to accept him. They didn't accept who he was. He begins life in this environment where the voices surrounding him make him feel rejected, unloved and alone. The others around him weren't able to recognise who he was and see his true beauty. And as I reflected on this story, I realised that in lots of ways this isn't just a story. But actually, this is a story of what is happening to many people today, many young people, many other people. You know, these are the kind of voices that often we can be exposed to. You are ugly. You are different. You don't fit in here. You don't belong. You know, is it any wonder that the statistics of people struggling with mental health are beginning to soar? I think what we see is people who are becoming increasingly lost, maybe more confused about who we are and what we're made for. And I'm coming to realise more and more that actually we have been created with needs and not just practical needs for food and clothing and shelter, but actually something more. That actually we have a need to, to feel accepted and loved, that we have a need to feel significant and worthy of receiving love, to, to feel safe and secure. Ultimately, a need to know who we are. 
The book of Ephesians is a book that I think has a message to speak into some of these longings, a message to help us know more about who we are. And this is Paul's heart for the church as he writes this letter. He wants God's people to know that actually, even though the world around is shaking, they can have a foundation that is secure. That actually in a world that is questioning everything, we can have certainty. In a world that is seeking love and acceptance and purpose in all the wrong places, actually we can find all of that in Jesus. And so we're continuing today in our series called Thrive, really with a heart to look at how to live well. And my prayer for us as we unpack this chapter is that it would speak to our hearts all around the area of who we are in Christ. So I'd love to just quickly pray as we open this book together. Lord Jesus. As we meditate on your word today, God, I pray that these would not just be words on a page, but actually they would transform our thinking and the way that we see ourselves and see ourselves in you. We invite you to come now, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So I want to unpack three significant truths that I feel like I've seen as I've studied this chapter. And so the first is this. The first is that we are loved and accepted in Christ. So verse four of Ephesians two said, because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy has made us alive in Christ. Verse 18 also says that through him we have access to the Father by one spirit. I think one of the biggest desires of the human heart is for love and connection. If we look at the books written throughout history, the movies that we watch, so often there are love stories right at the centre. You know, classics like Pride and Prejudice or or maybe other classics like Jerry Maguire or The Notebook. (laughs) You know, we see this theme, don't we, of of, of looking for love or the power of friendship, the the joy that's found in connecting with one another. And, And so I think we see this kind of human desire for love. But I think it's more than that. I think it's not just about human connection, but it's also seeking a, 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 a connection with the love of our creator, God. You know, I love that verse because of his great love. You know, his sacrificial love that led to Jesus laying down his life, that we could know absolute love and acceptance from our Father God in heaven. That because of Christ, we can have free access to God the Father through his Spirit. I wonder this morning, when was the last time that you felt like you experienced the love of God? I'm learning in my walk with Jesus that knowing the love of God isn't a one-time thing or a one-time decision. It's not just something we read about on the pages of the Bible, but actually the love of God is a place or an experience that we're actually called to live out of every single day. You know, it's great to pray and come into the presence of God. It's great to read the truths of scripture and who God is and who he is to us. But it's also great to come at times and just still our hearts and just receive the love of God. Just ask God to pour out his love afresh on us. Do we make time in our busyness to receive the love of God? You know, as you love him, as you worship him, do you allow him to pour out his love on you? Sometimes I like to just come into the presence of God and still my heart and just say, God, show me your love today. God, show me who you say I am. 
Yeah, I'd love to encourage us just to make space in our daily lives to receive the love of God. I think it's so important in our walk with Jesus. You know, there's great security that comes in learning to hear that we are loved by God, learning to hear his heart for us and what he says over us. And so I want to pray this week that, that you would have a fresh revelation, a fresh encounter of the love of God in your quiet time, in your time with Jesus this week. You know, we get to experience the love of God, not because of what we've done, but because of what he's done. So that is the first truth, is we are loved and we are accepted. The second thing I wanted to look at today is this truth that we are significant. In verse 6, it says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. Later on in verse 10, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. And I particularly love those words in verse 10. You know, we are created, we are formed, we are, we are God's handiwork, and he's designed us and made us with purpose to do good works. Not just any old job, but actually something special that he's prepared in advance for us to do. We are significant. And we have significance in the kingdom of God. And we discover more about that and who we are as we connect with the purposes of heaven. It says that we are seated in the heavenly realms with Christ Jesus. In Christ we have a position of authority. Authority to function in the purposes of God and to build with him, to create with him, to love like him, to serve like him. You know, our significance is not built on worldly things, but rather it comes from the call of God in our lives and connecting with his purposes. We can choose to listen to the negative voices around us. You know, we can choose to listen to the way the world would rather do it. Or instead, we can choose to make time to come and sit with Jesus in the heavenly places and see things from his perspective. Ask him to show us and show us what we're made for. I once heard a, a saying that's always stuck with me that said that there are two great days in a person's life. The day they were born and the day they find out why. And I love that. I love to pray to God, God, show me the why. Show me what you have created me for. And I want to pray that for each one of us. Lord, show us the why. You know, what is the call of God on our lives and how can we, obedient, how can we be obedient to it today, even in a simple way? Do you know, I think that often a life of significance is built on saying lots of yeses in the hidden places. Yeses that no one else knows about or no one else sees. But God knows. You know, think about Mother Teresa. <laughs> you know, our lady who, did lot, who said yes to God again and again in the secret place. And what an incredible life. I wonder what it is that God is asking of us today. What are the things, however big or small, that he's laying on our hearts for us to do? You know, this is something for you to do, not for anyone else. Don't count yourself out. Don't tell God that you're not good enough because he wants to speak over you that you are significant and he has created you with purpose to do good works. Thirdly and finally, the final truth I want to draw out of this passage is that we are secure. Verse 19 says, you're no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. This verse to me speaks about finding a place of belonging, a place of community and a place as part of God's family. 
I think we've spoken a lot over the last year about how um, it's highlighted our need for connection and community uh, and because that's how God designed us. It's not good for man to be alone. And as we put our faith in Jesus, we become connected to something bigger, to someone bigger uh, than ourselves. And we can be secure in the knowledge that we're not alone. But actually, we are a child of God, loved and accepted by him. It's amazing the peace that comes from the security of belonging. When we feel secure, we feel free to be ourselves. We can be free to to experiment and to create and to love and to take risks. There's something about a foundation of security that gives us courage to take risks, courage to step out in the world and to try things and to experiment and to create and to serve. When we feel secure, we can be free to be the person that we were created to be, not simply the person we think we should be. So we are loved we are significant and we are secure in Christ. You know, as we come to finish, like the baby swan, we can find ourselves often in environments where instead of positives, we hear negatives. Instead of truths, we can pay attention to the lie. And so we have a choice to try and remove those negative voices in the, in the battlefield of our mind. And I was reminded this week of of a course um, I've done, I know a few of us have done, called Freedom in Christ. Uh, And what this course encourages you to do is to to highlight some of the lies that we're believing in our lives and to instead flip it around and to speak out the truth and to use scripture to kind of build the truth to to combat the lie. And so as we finish, I just want to take some truths uh, and just highlight some lies that we can believe around this area and just invite the Holy Spirit to come and highlight and come and work in our hearts if we we're believing any lies in any of these three areas. So I'm going to read these out. Um, why don't we just close our eyes? Why don't we just still our hearts? And let's just ask Holy Spirit, would you, God, would you show us if there's any lies that we are believing around these areas this morning? God, would you just come and just uproot the lie and replace it with the truth as we speak it out this morning? Thank you, Jesus. So firstly, I am loved. I renounce the lie that I am rejected or unloved. And God says I am forgiven and made alive in him. That I have direct access to God through his Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Secondly, I am significant. I renounce the lie that I am worthless, inadequate, helpless or hopeless. God says that I have been chosen and appointed to bear fruits, that I am seated with Christ in the heavenly realms, that I am God's workmanship created for good things. Amen. And finally, I am secure. I renounce the lie that says that I am guilty alone or abandoned. God says I am free from guilt and by God's grace I am saved. I am a child of God and part of his family. Thank you Lord. God I just pray that these truths this morning would go deep in our hearts. Father I pray for each one of us that we would experience your love afresh that you would break the power of any lies that we have believed. 
Help us receive your love in a fresh way this week. God, I pray that we would know our significance in you. Again, we break the power of any lie that tells us otherwise, that we would know uh, how loved we are, that, that you have created us with great purpose. Help us to pursue and connect uh, with your purposes and your will for our lives. And God, help us to, to have peace in the security that comes in knowing you. Lord, we break again the lies um, that we come against that truth. Help us to be fully secure in you. Help our foundation be so firm in you that we would be brave and bold to take risks for you, to experiment and to grow in the things of your kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.